SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel sitting in on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Monday, June 14th. Lots to get to, as we always do on a second hour. We got NBA with the Joker getting kicked out last night as uh, the NBA, in essence, kicks out Denver. You got the Nets losing earlier in the afternoon as Brooklyn ties or as, has that series to tied at 2-2. You got hockey last night, yesterday afternoon, uh, 3 o'clock start, Tampa Bay and the Islanders as uh, the Isles draw a First blood got a full slate of baseball that we want to run down, including really six monster trends. You don't get this very often. You have great, great betting opportunities uh, to play with the boys in Vegas. You have the men's uh, final at the tennis uh, at the French Open yesterday morning. Uh, we could touch on that. A couple of football notes and a slew of baseball stuff. We have our opposite picks coming up in about a half hour, and we'll go over all the trends and everything else from yesterday. Our pyramid plays and then our six club parlays in which we finished not one but two. Two, cashing in on both. How about that? Cha-ching, cha-ching. And we started another one yesterday, and we'll add on to that uh, later on today with the picks. So a lot to get to hour number two. We'll start with the baskets last night. Big story as uh, the uh, Denver Nuggets get eliminated four straight by the Phoenix Suns, 125-118. You know, that's bad enough. Although maybe in the long run, if you're a Nuggets fan, uh, this will make you sleep better at night. I, I compared it to uh, the Red Sox and Roger Clemens from many moons ago when he got ejected from a series against the Oakland A's, American League Championship Series, and or was it the first round game? Uh, first round series. Yeah, it might have been the first round. But the, the Sox were dead and buried, and this was the final game. They were trailing at three games to none. He gets ejected. The Red Sox lose. And as a Sox fan, you, you know, you were able to sleep better at night saying, well, we should have, you know, maybe won that game and maybe won the series. But the refs umpire took it out of our hands. Same thing last night. Joker gets kicked out of the game. Now, Suns were up seven at the time, 352 left to go in the uh, third quarter. And leading it already three zip and really leading it the whole way, anywhere from three to eight points, up six, seven there, just under four minutes left. Uh, the Joker has a flagrant foul on Cameron Payne. He swiped at the basketball. It was an awful call. It really was. Was it a foul? Yeah. Did he do it on purpose? No. Intentional? No. Excessive? No. Unnecessary? No, not unnecessary. It was necessary. I mean, all the things the refs pointed to afterwards, to me, I disagree with. They said afterwards at replay review, we saw wind-up. It wasn't a wind-up. Uh, impact, okay, follow-through, which led to unnecessary and excessive contact above the shoulders and also into the face, which by rule met the criteria for a flagrant foul penalty, too. So even the officials threw in that caveat there of which by rule, almost say like, listen, it's not our fault. These are the rules. You don't like the rules, change the rules. But by rule, 
Listen, by rule, these guys travel every single play. All right. By rule, these guys flop every single play. Right? By rule, these guys are bumping into each other every single play, which by rule constitutes a foul. There are a lot of things by rule that aren't called. You know, by rule, there's offensive holding on every single play in the NFL, but it's not called all the time. So whether it specifies the rule for this is right, that doesn't mean it has to be called. And it shouldn't have been called last night. You took Denver's last hope and threw it out the window. That's what they did. Scott Wetzel underway, hour number two here, as we welcome in our full audience talking NBA last night in Denver, losing to Phoenix 125-118. Joker thrown out with uh, just under four minutes left to go in the third. Suns leading it by seven at the time. Uh, they go off on a little 8-1, 8-2, whatever it was, run. They build the lead up to like 13-14-15. And Denver made a couple of runs, credit the Nuggets for, for hanging close there, but at no point watching the rest of the game did I think they were going to lose uh, Phoenix. They, I tell you, uh, Chris Paul had a monster game. Devin Booker had a monster game. You were seeing – it's funny. We, we've had two guys kind of transform themselves this year in the NBA. You have, in one aspect, James Harden, right, beginning of the year. He looks like a complete bozo, you know, begging his way out of Houston, saying the team stinks, I want out of here, blah, 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 right? Really just a negative, and, and we all know he chokes in the postseason every single year. Now he's throwing his personality at us that just looks like, wow, dude, what a, what a dope, right? Then he goes to the Nets. He's the nicest guy in the world. I mean, just, you know, you know, and listen, Kyrie, anybody can be, right? But still, he's, he's the greatest guy. Great with the media, talking to the media, keeping that team together. And you sit back and you say, is this the same James Harden we saw in Houston? Really? I mean, he just transformed himself. Same thing with Chris Paul. You know, uh, chokes in the playoffs every single year, never gets it done, in part with Houston, with Harden, but everywhere he's gone, he's bopped around the league a little bit, never wins. And yet this year, he has carried that Suns team. It, it's not Booker. It's not Aiton. It's not the, the head coach. It has been Chris Paul. Uh, you, you want to look at an MVP this season? It probably should have gone to Chris Paul, to tell you the truth. I mean, he has just been phenomenal, and he did it again last night. Big shot after big shot after big shot. Every single time Denver made a run, there was Chris Paul answering back with a two-point shot or a nice feed uh, to led, that led to an easy two points. So played, played a great game. But ultimately... You know, the Joker getting kicked out of that game. I don't know why the NBA would allow that. That, that was just awful. Uh, it was not excessive. It was not intentional. It was not done on purpose. He didn't punch him in the face. He slapped at the ball and in the process, you know, brazed the guy's nose. That's it. What a joke. NBA should be embarrassed of themselves. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I really don't know. I thought, I thought he got hit in the groin at first. When I went back to the locker room, they said that he uh, sprained his ankle. I wish him quick recovery. Hopefully he can be uh, ready for game five. Wish him nothing, nothing the best. Uh, but we got to keep focusing on ourselves, keep focusing on the task, keep having fun, and uh, 
try to win games. What are your main keys for going to Brooklyn for this next game? Focus on ourselves, focus on the task, which is uh, try to get one from Brooklyn, and have fun, just have fun, and uh, hopefully we can uh, be in a position to win the game. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. That's the Greek Freak, really not Greek postgame show yesterday on uh, ABC ESPN as uh, he was talked asked about the uh, the Kyrie Irving injury. Yep, uh, Kyrie went down, jumped up, and landed on uh, Giannis's foot, twisted to the ankle. We've seen that happen. Out he went and uh, never to be seen from again. Supposedly left the building on crutches with his rank an- uh, right ankle in a walking boot. Which, you know, that's no big deal as far as, you know, I expect that with crutches. I expect that in some kind of boot just to make sure it's, I'm sure it's wrapped and, and protected more than anything else. But, you know, I said an hour number one. To me, you got to go back out there and try and play. Yeah, you, know, you, you had two chances to win this series. You know, the, the Nets had a rare opportunity to have, you know, two chances to win a series. You know, a lot of times you don't even get one, let alone, you know, two. And they win game three, series over. You win game four, up 3-1, going back home, series over. And they failed in both spots. You know, these players today are so soft. Now, I'll listen, I'll say my bad if he ends up not playing in a game six, in an elimination game. He sits out game five, no big deal. He's still soft in my eyes because the Nets aren't facing elimination. He misses an elimination game. Then I got to believe it, it, it's serious. That, then I'll take these guys seriously, but... You know, we've been told so many times this year, not only with the Nets and Kyrie, just other teams in general, this guy's hurt, this guy's hurt, when we all know it's all BS. It's just that they don't want to play. You know, they, they want to have a personal day. They just want to take a day off. The wear and tear, the mumbo-jumbo that we all hear, you know, they all label it as injuries, but we know the injuries are BS. So not that this is necessarily BS. He obviously was hurt, but... I don't know. To me, you got to get your ass back out there and give it the old college try. You know, if if Anthony Davis can try and play in an elimination game for the Lakers and, and barely be able to move, but at least he gave it a try before they yanked him after like four minutes, then same thing with Kyrie. You know, find a way. You jump up in the air and you land on your ankle. I mean, these guys are supposed to be the greatest athletes in the world. How come they just can't like land on someone's foot and not have their foot basically break in half? You know, are their tendons that weak? That they can't support their bodies. That if you jump up in the air and you don't land straight down, you're gonna your ankle's gonna fall apart, like it did. You know, legitimately, it, it, it got twisted. But I, I don't understand how that that is just so common. I, I really, I, I don't. You jump up, you land on someone's foot. Great, you land on their foot. What's the difference? Well, if the Nets don't win this series, if they don't win the NBA championship, and I'm rooting against them, I am, because I don't like what they did this this regular season. Sitting guys, tanking players in games, not caring about the regular season, you know, putting this team together like they did. Although I have a lesser problem with that than I have with other issues, as they did legitimately trade for James Harden. Now, the trade was idiotic from a Houston standpoint, but it, it was a trade, so you got to give them credit for that. But 
just the way they've handled themselves uh, this regular season. And then you get Steve Nash afterwards, uh, you know, after their 107-96 loss, you know, ripping the refs uh, because P.J. Tucker's defense was too good on KD. Another bad shooting night from KD. He had 28 points, so that's not that bad. But uh, the shooting numbers are what's alarming if you're a Nets fan. Two straight games now where he has basically shot 40-35%. I mean, yesterday, what was it, 9 of 25? I mean, wow. Uh, He hit 9 of 10 of his free throws. Only 1 of 8 from three-point land. Back-to-back awful games. Nothing from Blake Griffin, or at least not enough anyway. Eight points. Didn't play much in the fourth quarter, which I don't understand because I actually thought he played some inspirational basketball in the first half, but uh, apparently they didn't think so. Joe Harris, forget about it. You know, eight points, three of eight shooting in nearly 40 minutes of play. Uh, uh, Brown, nothing. Seven points in 21 minutes of play. And then Kyrie ended up playing uh, 17 minutes. Uh, Jeff Green returned. Eight points. You know, nobody was there. It's funny. The Nets are what we thought the Milwaukee Bucks would be these last two games, not having secondary scores. You know, outside of the big guy, you know, the Greek freak, or in this case, Kevin Durant, you know, not having that second, third guy to step up. But now the top two Bucks are better than the top two Nets. Top two Bucks are the Greek freak and Chris Middleton, not bad. Top two Nets, Kevin Durant and Joe Harris. You know, if you're going to eliminate Harden and Irving, you know, you can't say Blake, right? I mean, he's not even playing in the fourth quarter. So I'll take the Greek freak in Middleton over Durant and, and Joe Harris. I still think the Nets are going to win. I'm curious to see what the line will be. Now, I'm sure they're going to hold off until they find out more about Kyrie. But if they rule Kyrie out, well, the Nets were only a three-and-a-half-point favorite with Kyrie albeit without Harden, I would think without Kyrie, the way they played yesterday, and they really weren't competitive. And oh, by the way, let me get to that in a second too. I, I would say that the line would be around Pickham. I, I think, it, I, I, it, you know what, and I still would play the Nets. I think they find a way to win at home, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was around Pickham. Did you watch the game yesterday? Am I the only one that thought this? I've watched a lot of basketball over the years. Watched a lot of basketball this year. Watched a lot of basketball, as you guys have, this postseason, right? I've seen a lot of comebacks. A lot of comebacks. With a three-pointer, it doesn't take a whole heck of a lot for teams to get back into basketball games. And I know the Nets are struggling. But they called off the dogs down 13, well, down 15, to be fair. 99-84. What do you think? Minute left? No. Two minutes left? No. Three minutes left? No. Four minutes left? They called off the dogs. Four minutes left? No. Five minutes left? No. Five and a half minutes left. And the Nets called off the dog and took their starters out of the game. Check that. Four and a half minutes left. Down 15. 99-84. Four minutes and 28 seconds left. And the Nets pulled all their starters. 
Bruce Brown, Kevin Durant, Jeff Green, Joe Harris all leave. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you're you're only down 15. I, I know you're not playing well, but a couple of three-pointers and it's a nine-possession game. You got nearly half the fourth quarter left, and you're calling off the doll. You're you're waving the white flag? Really? A team with Kevin Durant who could score three-pointers, you know, like it's nothing at times? And I'm surprised the guys at ESPN there, you know, Breen and company didn't say, but those guys are never going to criticize a head coach. Never in a million years. That's why, you know, they do a pretty good job, but you can't take them seriously. That was way too much time. You know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of the big bully who got punched in the face after one punch and went home crying. Thinks he's Mr. Tough Guy, you know, a little like little Ralphie at a Christmas story, right? Uh, you know, Mr. Tough Guy, Mr. Bully, look at me. I'm the greatest thing in the world. I'm the strongest. I'm the best, blah, 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 blah. And you get one guy that says, all right, prove it. And, and I'm going to punch you in the face. I get first shot at you. Let's see how you respond. And the Nets responded by quitting, like the big bully. You know, bigger they are, the harder they fall. Four and a half minutes left in a playoff game. Down 15 is not insurmountable by any stretch. I've seen plenty of bigger comebacks, and the Nets quit. That is a bad sign if you're a Nets fan. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Jays as Hernandez sends a ball to left field and it is gone. And this one's in on his hands, but he hits it a long way to left and he got enough of it to send it out of here. 2 1 and Hernandez drills it deep center field and it's gone. 1 1 and he hammers it to left field. And this one's going to leave the ballpark. Another monster home run for Bo Bichette. 13 to 1 for the Blue Jays. Jeremy Beasley's thrown in the bullpen as Rowdy gets into one. A long way to right in the eighth home run of the game for the Blue Jays. That is the record for Red Sox pitching staff surrendering home runs at Fenway Park. Eight uh. in one day. <laughs> Yeah, we would have been here all year, uh, Red Sox and Blue Jays radio networks, had we played all of them. I mean, eight home runs allowed by Boston. You know, had a good conversation with Mike Blue yesterday on in-game live. I, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end for a bunch of teams in Major League Baseball. I told you this from the beginning of the year. Scott Wetzel sitting in 26 past the hour, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 204. And that is, you, know, you got to give baseball a, a good month. And I was saying really like a month and a half, but a good month, month and a half, 
You have to give the bad teams enough time to be bad and the good teams enough time to be good. And anything crazy can happen the first few weeks of baseball. The, the worst teams in the world, you know, get off to halfway decent starts. The best team in the world can get off to mediocre starts. That's, that's why you really, if you bet baseball, should wait until now. And, and Mike was suggesting Memorial Day. That might be a little late, but, you know, it's not a bad philosophy. And, and we're kind of seeing it. And, you know, we're seeing a bunch of teams now that actually were halfway decent after 20, 25 games really kind of turned the tide. And and one of them, I hate to say it, uh, fellow Red Sox fans, is this beatdown they got from Toronto at home this weekend. And this, this might be the beginning of the end. As much as we're going to, you know, poke fun at the Stankies. Um, uh, it, it might be the beginning of the end. So we'll get into some baseball trends here in a second. Let me just remind you, uh, go to our opposite picks feed. I got a poll question out there. Great past weekend for betting baseball. Most of the favorites won, except for the Dodgers Saturday night. And there may have been one other yesterday that a favorite didn't win, but Milwaukee sweeps Pittsburgh, Dodgers take two or three from Texas, Cincinnati sweeps Colorado, Tampa Bay sweeps Baltimore, White Sox sweep Detroit. I mean, it was a monster weekend for favorites. So most embarrassing MLB streak is uh, Arizona, 19 straight road losses. Pittsburgh, 11 and 30, their last 41 games. Rockies, 5 and 26 on the road this year. And, oh, by the way, 23 of those 26 losses by two runs or more, uh, or the proverbial other. So get your vote in. Uh, right now, Arizona, 19 straight road losses, uh, winning with nearly 52% of the vote. But go to Opposite Picks, get your vote in, and we'll update that uh, one more time before uh, we are through. So, yeah, just to finish up from uh, from last hour, you know, with our last segment there with, with uh, Brooklyn, I, I thought that was very weak. I really I thought that was horrible. You know, four and a half minutes left, down 15. That's eight possessions. And that's eight possessions with a two-pointer. With the three-pointer, which is what this is all about, you know, that's five possessions. And I'm not even suggesting that the Nets would come back and win. That That's not – it's where do you put the scare back into Milwaukee in this case, right? If you're down 15, pretty comfortable. Down 12, pretty comfortable. Down nine – that's when it starts to get a little dicey. You know, you get it down to seven or so, then it's anybody's game. So I don't look at that as a 15-point deficit. I look at it as, all right, the Nets need to get about eight points here, make it a seven to nine-point game, you know, six, eight points, and then all of a sudden it's anyone's game. I, I just, I, you know, four and a half minutes left is an eternity in the NBA. An eternity. Hell, I've seen teams come back from 15 with a minute and a half left and make a run where the opposing team has to worry. Again, that had all the earmarks of a big bully getting punched in the face, stepped on your ankle, and just saying, I quit, I'm going home. Pathetic. Pathetic. You know, and, and I don't know how Durant, you know, he didn't look too thrilled coming out of that game. But, you know, you hit a couple of threes, boom, and you, you get it to nine just like that. I mean, it, you turn the game around. It, it's it's not over. I, I thought that was so bad. And, again, for the bozos on TV, did they even say anything along those lines? No, nah, of course not. Why, why criticize an official? Why, why, you know, why criticize an official? And we know about Denver and Phoenix. Uh, we talked about that extensively, hour number one. Um, you know, I, I'm really upset with Aaron Gordon. Eight lousy points last night. Team is begging, begging for someone to step up, and he comes up with eight points. Uh, 
All right, baseball yesterday. Before we get to today's action, Toronto did beat our Red Sox 18 to 4, eight homers, including Vlad Guerrero's uh, Major League Best 21st. Tampa Bay beat Baltimore 7 to 1. They sweep the series. Orioles 15 straight road losses. That's embarrassing. Uh, White Sox over the Tigers 4 to 1. They sweep that series. Carlos Rodon, remember he threw a no hitter earlier this season against Cleveland, had a no no into the seventh before it was broken up with one out. Philadelphia spanks the Stankies 7 to nothing. Yanks have now lost 7 of 9, 13 of 18, fourth place, next to last place, uh, forget fourth place, next to last place, eight and a half back behind Tampa Bay. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And then Aaron Boone afterwards throwing H-bombs, four-letter bombs in his post-game press conference uh, because he's upset about someone asking about the Yankees' complacency with losing. <laughs> uh, first sign. Next sign is we're going to get Brian Cashman giving Aaron Boone a vote of confidence. Then you know he's about to be fired when that happens. Cubs last night beat the Cardinals uh, 2-0. They sweep the three-game series. I don't know how they're doing it, but Cubs are you know, playing terrific baseball this year. Diamondbacks have lost 10 in a row. 10-3 over the Angels. Isn't it funny? Angels without Mike Trout playing their best ball. Interesting. Fernando Tatis with a great slam, lifting the Padres over the Mets 7-3. They get one game in that three-game series. Kyle Schwarber, a couple of home runs, lifting Washington 5-0 over San Fran. And Atlanta beat Miami 5-3, uh, snapping a four-game losing streak. I didn't realize this. These are tough to find out. Drew Smiley pitching for Atlanta gets the win. It was his birthday yesterday. Uh, that's an automatic play. That would have, had I known that, that would have been an absolute automatic play. Pitcher pitching on his birthday? Oh, yeah. You know, you never, I will say, you never hear these guys losing on their birthday because they don't really uh, reveal that. I'm sure, I guess it happens, but when they do win on their birthday, it's like, wow, you hear about, you know, front front news, uh, front front page newspaper news. Uh, It just seems the symmetry there is perfect. So I I wish I would have known that. Here's some pretty good streaks in baseball. Arizona, as I mentioned, lost 19 straight road games. 15 of those 19 by two runs or more. Baltimore's lost 15 straight road games. 11 by two runs or more. So don't be afraid to lay the extra uh, half a run with that, run and a half. Texas, 3-13 and 13, their last 16 games. That's one of those teams that started off halfway decent. Pittsburgh started off, I think it's 12 and 11. They've lost 30 of 41, 11 and 30 their last 41 games. This one might be my favorite one. Colorado. They may set the record. I don't know what it is. I'll have to look it up. But they may set the record for biggest splits in that they're 20 and 14 at home. But that's, you know. That's actually not bad. You know, I won't even say that's halfway decent. That's pretty good. Six games over 500 at home. They're 5 and 26 now on the road, getting swept in Cincinnati this weekend. 23 of the 26 Rocky Road losses by two runs or more. I mean, that is, forget about winning. They're not even coming close. So, and actually, they weren't big uh, dogs this uh, weekend. You know, Cincinnati yesterday was only like one, minus 150. They had a pitcher making his major league debut. Uh, Saturday, same thing. They were only like minus 160. I mean, so it's it's not even like you have to lay two to one, although today you do with San Francisco. Although San Fran plays Arizona, actually. 
But, you know, not only are they losing 5-26, and 26, they're losing by two runs or more. So lay the run and a half. Uh, lay the wood number two. Dodgers, 39 wins this year. 31 by two runs or more. Now, the Dodgers are laying big odds every single game. And who's doing that, right? Nobody, unless you're putting them in a parlay. But if you lay the run and a half, you're still getting 31 wins of their 39 losses. That's pretty darn good. So Arizona, 19 straight road losses. Baltimore, 15 straight. Texas, 3-13. Pittsburgh, 11-30. Rockies, 5-26 on the road. And the Dodgers, 39 wins, 31 by two runs or more. So some pretty good numbers uh, with, with baseball, for sure. Speaking of baseball. Let's run down our plays here real quickly. Uh, last we left you, we're up 7.30 with our best bets. Washington, we're going to take minus 120 versus Pittsburgh. Baltimore, uh, they're in Cleveland. Uh, give, me the, give me the Indians, right? Uh, Baltimore, 15 straight road losses. And I'm going to take San Fran laying a run and a half against Arizona. They're 2-1, to one, lay the run and a half, and you got it down to uh, even money. Stankies are off again after having Friday off. A strange schedule for, for New York. Uh, Red Sox finish up their series with Toronto, so we're going to play the Blue Jays again. And no DeGrom, no Harvey, no Walker Bueller. So we stand. If you bet against the Stankies, you're up 525 bucks. If you get bet against Boston, you're up $50. And again, I hate to say it, but I do think the Red Sox, I think the Royals, I think the Mariners – are three teams that got off to halfway decent starts this year that uh, reality may be set again on those clubs. So uh, I, I would be going against them for a little while. All right, opposite picks, the greatest segment in the world. Coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you five, six, sometimes seven games a day. Five, six, sometimes 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, systems, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. And we continue to prove it. 20 games over 500, 294, up 274, down with, uh, oddly enough, only four pushes uh, for this year. Here we go. We got a five-pack for you tonight on this uh, light schedule. We'll start in the NBA. Philadelphia laying three at Atlanta. Automatic play here. I have the number one seed in Philadelphia versus the number five seed Atlanta at near pick'em odds. I mean, that, that's really the bottom line. Forget about what Atlanta did to the Knicks in the first round or what happened since Nate McMillan has taken over. They've done a fine job up until this point, but we saw it last night with Denver. Eventually, these teams hit a wall when you're not really great. 76ers, they're healthy, wealthy, and playoff-wise. They're the better team. It showed these last two games, two easy victories for Philadelphia. 
76ers don't lose again in this series. They win going away. Love Philadelphia, the number one seed laying only three. Give me Atlanta, plus the three. Pick number two, Clippers laying five versus Utah. Interesting line in that the Clippers win game three handily, but the line remains basically the same. 76ers line, though, went up one and a half, even two points. Not for L.A., surprisingly enough. You know, favorites have dominated the NBA playoffs, going 40-16 uh, straight up, 36-19-1 against the spread. So they have covered every game that they've won except three. Don't worry about laying the five. If you think the Clippers are going to win, they'll cover. Clips, remember, were able to tie their series with the Mavericks in the first round after dropping the first two games. Same thing figures to happen here. Clippers win, and they cover. Love L.A. laying just five. Give me Utah plus the five. Pick number three. We're going to go to the ice. Las Vegas laying now 280 versus Montreal. Wow, those are some monster numbers for sure in a, uh, I can't say Western Conference, but in a uh, semifinals game. Uh, we're going to do it, though, because Montreal is in for a shell shock with fans in a stance. I mean, think about this. No fans allowed in any of the Canadian team games in the regular season. They allowed only 2,500 for the playoffs. Now they're getting 16,000, 18,000 lunatics in, in Las Vegas. Wow. The veterans, I get it. They'll understand. But, you know, after playing in the bubble two years ago, it's been a couple of seasons since they've been in an environment like this. I think that's going to cost them game one. Won't take them long to adjust, but it will. It's going to take them off their game early in this contest, and that's all Las Vegas is going to need. Vegas comes out flying. They jump out to an early. You watch 3 nothing lead, and they'll coast from there. They'll win this one in the 4-1, 4-2 range. Love, love, love Las Vegas game one, even laying 280. Give me Montreal plus the 250. Baseball. Washington laying a buck 20 versus Pittsburgh. Yeah, you got to go with the Nationals here because the Pirates, well, you know, they started the season 12 and 11, their first 23 games. Not bad. Since then, they're the team that most figured they would be. 11 and 30, including seven straight losses. They stink. John Lester's on the hill for the Nationals, who are 3 and 2 their last five games as they try to stay afloat in the pathetic NL East. Only one team with a winning record, the Mets. But forget about the pitching matchup. This is an anti Pirates play. Bet 100 bucks against the Pirates every game this year, and you would be up over $1,000. Love Washington to bash Pittsburgh. Give me the Pirates at even. Bonus play. Six plays for you. I was wrong. San Fran laying two to one versus Arizona. Oh, you got to love these streaks in baseball. Arizona riding an embarrassing, mind-boggling, humbling 19-game road losing streak. 19 in a row. Wow. Now they go to San Francisco and play a Giants team that has the second-best home record in baseball. I mean, Arizona doesn't stand a chance. They haven't won a road game since the Nixon administration. I mean, they just blow. Oh, by the way, they've lost 10 straight overall in addition to that 19-game road losing streak. I mean, they are just brutal. You'd have to be the biggest moat, moron, muttonhead, beathead, mush, bird, brain, basket case, blowhard, dunce, dim with dork, dope, fool, twitch, jackass in the world to put up American money on Arizona on the road, no less. Give me Arizona plus the 180. 
Six-pack of winners for you. NBA, Atlanta plus three. Utah plus five. Canadians plus 250. Pittsburgh Pirates even. And uh, pains me to say it, but uh, give me Arizona plus the 180. Opposite picks on a Monday, June 14th. Uh, there you go. We'll post those on the website, as we always do, pretty much right after the show. And we'll post all our trends and everything uh, as well. Yeah, you, you got to love San Fran. I mean, boy, you'll never find a better trend play. San Fran, well, I guess you could with Arizona playing the best. We have the best home record. But San Fran with the second best home record against Arizona with 19 straight road losses. And they've won, oh, they lost 10 in a row anyway. I mean, if San Fran doesn't win tonight, then you might as well just whip for betting. I mean, it's, it, it, it's as simple as that. Our pyramid plays, how do they do over the weekend? All right, um, so-so. We gave, you know, we were going back and forth Sunday, whether it was going to be Brooklyn or Phoenix as the best bet. We ended up going with Brooklyn, and unfortunately they lost, as we know. So that was a loser. Uh, still 13 games over 500 with our NBA play of the day, 41-28-1. Over 32.5 KD, he let us down points-wise. Uh, we're only 30 and 33 with our best NBA props. Uh, NHL under five and a half Tampa Bay Islanders. That's a winner. So we're now 38 and 33, but for minus 410, we've lost with some big time uh, favorites in that. Uh, we didn't have any prop plays yesterday. Baseball, we had the Dodgers laying 225 versus Texas. That was a winner. We're now at the 32 and 22 with our baseball plays for plus 450, all based on a $100 play. WNBA, we hit a little bit of a rut here with our WNBA picks. I'm not happy about this. Uh, over 159 and a half Seattle, Connecticut. That dipped just under, only got to 155. So we're now 12 and 7 uh, with our WNBA picks. And if you're going to play only one, uh, we were going to go with the Dodgers, winner. So we're 43-27 and 27 for plus 200. Should be higher, but eh, we screwed up with some Russell Westbrook uh, triple-double props. We had two like big-time 5-1 to one losers. We pissed away a lot of our money on that, but it is what it is. All right, so today's plays, where are we going? NBA. You know, I, li- I like, uh, you know, I, I do like Philadelphia. Uh, I do like the Clippers. But, you know, it wouldn't shock, shock me, I guess, if Atlanta won. It wouldn't shock, shock me if Utah won. But I do think we're going to get points again in Philadelphia, Atlanta. It's been an over series. Uh, there's no reason to think game four will be any different. So let's go over 225 and a Philadelphia, Atlanta. Our prop, NBA prop, we're going to hop back on Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he had a monster game three. Don't like doing that a lot of times, but he he's too good. He's one of the few you put to that category where, you know, could he put back 30-plus points back-to-back games? Absolutely. Absolutely. His number was pretty modest, 27-and-a-half in game number three. Uh, Kawhi Leonard points tonight. Checking FanDuel, 29-and-a-half. All right, they bumped it up, but you know what? It's a pivotal game. He, he, he's going to get 30 points. There, there's just no way he's not going to get 30 points. So uh, I'll take over 29 and a half points, Kawhi Leonard. NHL, going to go with Vegas. It, it's a big number. And this is what generally costs us when we lose these things. But I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if Las Vegas lost tonight. So give me the minus 280 on Vegas. Uh, prop, we're going to go over three shots on goal, Jonathan Marchessault. We can play the props on overs because Montreal does give up a lot of shots on goal. Not a lot of goals, but they do give us some shots on goal. So we're going to go back to the Vegas over props, which we'll get to here in a second. Uh, baseball, best play. 
got to be San Fran, right? Laid a two to one against Arizona uh, with that 19 straight road losses. You, you can't, you know, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. It's as simple as that. If you're going to play only one, well, it's a tough one. Um, they're all pretty good. I wouldn't say any are lock locks, but I do like the over 225 and a half Philadelphia Atlanta. I, I don't think, uh, you know, we haven't seen defense for three games. I don't know why we would see it now. It's two games to one. Um, you know, both teams playing particularly well, both teams allowing the other to go up and down the court. I, I, I just don't see how that's going to change tonight. So, over 225 and a half Philadelphia Atlanta would be our ones. All right, our six club parlay, as we mentioned in hour number one, cha-ching, cha-ching on Friday. We finished out parlay number 37 with the Dodgers winning 2,211, uh, 2,211 minus our $200 hedge on Texas. And then yesterday we completed parlay number 38 again with the Dodgers. That netted us $2,810 minus the $200 hedge we had. So we cleared 2,600. Uh, $2, so we are now at uh, 5 and 35 for a $6,863 profit. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Now, we lost on Brooklyn, parlay number 42, so we'll wipe that one off the board. We did win with the Milwaukee Brewers, though, parlay number 41. So we're 1-0. and oh. uh, We're going to throw the Giants on there. San Fran, minus the 200. I won't lay the run and a half. No need to. We need these 16 parlays, so you don't have to. The uh, you know odds are pretty good. So let's throw the Giants in that one. Let's start a $50, a half a play upset one. We did this a little while ago. Then we kind of stopped. We got distracted with our WNBA ones. But since we're in a little bit of a funk with WNBA, let, let's try and get a monster monster. Since we're up almost $7,000, let's have a little fun with this, right? So let us pick an upset, money line upset winner. You know, I have three that I considered. Um, Montreal, no, I, I really I don't like them. Uh, NBA, Atlanta plus 142, Utah plus 172. Interesting. Baseball, you don't have that many big time uh, you know, underdogs that I like. You know, maybe Cincinnati playing some decent ball, but so are the Brewers. Tampa Bay White Sox both pick them. You know, Miami maybe at St. Louis. Can't put American money on San Diego on the or on Colorado, even though they're at home. Uh, you know, Angels plus 144 at Oakland. The, uh, you know, the uh, Angels are actually playing halfway decent. That's a possibility. But uh, maybe the Phillies against uh, Tony Gosselin and the, and the Dodgers getting 146. That's a possibility as well. But you know what? Uh, let's just take the Utah Jazz. I don't think they're going to win, but you're giving me the team with the best record in the NBA in a big Tyson spot which figures to have a bounce-back game. So, um, you know, a $50 one, half a play, whatever you normally play, go a half a play on this one, and we'll take the Utah Jazz. Why not? And Jazz, uh, as I mentioned, are plus one, 172. Uh, that we hit that one, boy, we'll off to a good little start. So Jazz on uh, number 42, and then San Fran on parlay number 41, in which we already have a Brewers win from yesterday. So we are set with our six club parlays. I will take a break. We'll update the poll question one more time. Uh, we'll throw a couple of more baseball stats at you, and we'll check out the Vegas report from the uh, NBA and NHL. All coming up right here. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. I'm a fool, fool. I've been such a fool. I'm blowing 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's check out the poll question one more time. Great past weekend for betting MLB favorites. Most embarrassing MLB streak is Arizona. 19 straight road losses leading the way. Nearly 53% of the vote. Uh, Rockies 5-26 and 26 road record at 22%. Pirates on an 11 and 30 run, getting 19%, and the proverbial other getting uh, nearly 6% of the vote with one of the guys writing in Johnny Rose. Most embarrassing by far, the Stankies. I said that. $200 million for that the disgrace. Go Mets. Of course, he is a Mets fan, so enjoying the, the problems of the New York Yankees for sure. Why not? As we all are. All right, our props on goal. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, Montreal gives up a decent amount of shots on goal, so we're going to go back to the overs. Now, unfortunately, with FanDuel, uh, they have yet posted their shots on goal. I got a general idea what they will be. Pretty good idea. Marchessault should be three, so we're going to go over him for Vegas. Uh, Shea Theodore should be two and a half. We're going to go over him, and uh, Alex Petrangelo should be uh, two and a half, so we're going to go over on him. We're going to go under on Tyler Toffoli. He should be two and a half for Montreal. Vegas uh, is very stingy on defense. They don't give up a lot of shots on goal. I think it was fourth or fifth fewest in the NHL this year. So we're going to go under two and a half on Toffoli, who in the regular season was their main guy, but he's only had more than two shots on goal twice all postseason. And that's in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's in 11 games. So uh, they've been posting two and a half. I can I only imagine it'll be two and a half again. So we're going to go under with him, and I'll post these on the website. Uh, NBA favorites continue to dominate. It's amazing, forty and sixteen now straight up, thirty six nineteen and one against the spread. That really is amazing. Uh, how, how favorites have just crushed it. Baseball yesterday. Eight and seven for the home teams. Home teams this week, not bad. 52 and 36. Over under 46 overs, 35 unders. So it's taken a while, but we're starting to get some runs scored in Major League Baseball. Good job by everyone. You should be all set for a profitable Monday. We'll be back right here tomorrow on Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow.